Hello and welcome to Hi Jinks, the place where we make the necessary unnecessary. I'm Joe, one of two people involved in this particular show, joined today by Noah. Noah, the Raiders and Chargers played a thriller on Sunday Night Football with the ironic twist that people were legitimately excited to watch the two teams tie. Have you ever been excited to tie anything? No. The only example I can think of would be in horseshoes when you get uh, a leaner or if you're close to it, it's like, oh, it's like too close to call one of those. Yeah. Like that's the only thing that comes to mind where you don't have an obvious win per se, or, or obvious, like you got the point or you didn't. Um, so what's the saying almost only counts in horseshoes and hand grenades. I think that's right. Yeah. So, uh, okay. So horseshoes is is the the game. That's sort of like the curveball of all us sports where ties are strictly prohibited, uh, except in horseshoes. I was in a tie 14 year old baseball championship ended in a seven, seven tie. How, how can a championship game end in a seven, seven tie? This is even worse for a couple of reasons. It's not got anyone had anything to do, by the way, it was like Saturday at 3 PM. Like, let's just keep going. They're like, oh, we're out of time. Who, who's out of time? But it's, these are kids Saturday afternoon. Like, they're, they're, what are we talking about? We're out of time. Seven, seven tie. How that even possible? And it was even worse because the ump made a terrible call. In my mind, we actually won that because the guy, it was a pass ball, pass the catcher. The guy sprints home third. He should have been out, but it was a bad tag. So he wasn't. The ump called it. Oh, so he called him out and ended in a tie. It was not a tie. tie Sounds seven. like somebody paid that ump off. If we need to go back retrospective investigation to, to figure this out. Like, oh, sorry. Time's up. We've got to go. <laughs> the championship games cannot end in ties. Even if you're five years old, does, does that matter? <laughs> even if it's midnight and they got to just keep going until someone scores. Well, it's interesting because it's a common part of soccer or football. Good point. As my international friends would call it. It's it's totally Shout out normal. to our international listeners. Shout out to Guatemala. Cambodia. We have listeners in Guatemala and Cambodia. Pretty sure Toronto. Yeah, not a country, but yeah. <laughs> it's totally part of the scoring system to tie. So that's taking me some adjustment since I just recently discovered football. And it's wild watching with my wife. She's like, oh, they're only going to get one point versus this other team will get three points today. It's just a totally different scoring system. It's a nicer system. It's like, oh, well, you know, everyone can walk home a little happy. Oh, we'll give you a point. You a little happy. Uh, hockey, of course, has some ties to it. Uh, you know, that, but now they're like, no, we'll do the shootout too. That's kind of nice. You know, so if you make it through, you get the tie point. But, but ties are, uh, you know, in championship games, no. And in football, seems weird as well. I don't know. Football doesn't seem like a tie sport to me. It doesn't. They need to come up with a better way to settle it. Because Quarterback accuracy challenge. Like we talked about skills challenge. That stuff would be awesome because obviously we are pro player safety and there's definitely something to be said about not continuing to bang each other's heads together for more and more time. Right. 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 Going score. down to 10 minutes was good from 15. Yeah. But we can surely come up with some equivalent of a shootout type of thing. Like you get your best corner versus best receiver, just one-on-one with the quarterback. Nobody else is out there. You try to score from the 20. I don't know. Quarterback's blindfolded, has to throw it up. 
wide receiver versus cornerback, who can get there? I mean, it, that would be must-watch television if they would just do that. It'd be awesome if if NFL cared about you know modernizing in any way. They might consider such things, but we know the the NFL's moniker. It's the 1950s, and you can't tell us any different. Let's find out where is our mind. Gotta start with the Colts. Colts shit the bed. <laughs> it was so bad. One of my best bets. I went. I went two and one. This is the one I lost. 15 point favorites. Not only did they not win by 15, they lost by 15. <laughs> the Jaguars covered the Colts spread. An abomination. This is. I mean, like. You know, we should be maybe starting with a positive game script here, but losses loom larger than gains, and the Colts had the playoffs in their grasp, and they shit it away. Yeah, my take a couple of weeks ago that the Colts are very good is not aging well. They really surprised, I think, everyone that, you know, to to look so good over the the second half of the season, Jonathan Taylor for MVP, et cetera, and then – Wait, what? You lost to the Jaguars to miss the playoffs. They basically lost a playoff game to the Jaguars. <sighs> yeah, it's just sad all around. I mean, you know, there goes our MVP hopes. I, I can't imagine missing the playoffs. Helps <laughs> that his, would really be a twist. Helps his uh, John the Taylor was saddled with Carson Wentz. I mean, it was, it was a little bit Baker Mayfield-esque. Baker was hurt. We'll see what happens next year. I don't know what Browns already came out and said, but if you're the Colts fans, you know, they gave up a first round pick, which is going to be 16 overall for Wentz. And what did they get? I mean, they, uh, Philip Rivers, I would have rather Philip Rivers again, or Drew Brees. I mean, like just one of these guys who was kind of, you know, last year hanging on at the end type thing, but they were better. I mean, you know, the Colts were, they're just in a bad spot. I I don't know what Colts fans must be thinking right now. The silver lining is they're thinking, man, at least we're not the Panthers. We didn't give up an early round pick for Sam Darnold. Yeah, that's true. Wentz was better than Darnold. Really, really bad. One of the craziest storylines of the year that will get forgotten because, you know, the the season's so long. But for the first, what, four weeks, Sam Darnold looked awesome. People were like, whoa, this is the guy. This is why it off. Looks so good. Panthers look good. That's long gone. Oh, yeah. They fired their OC. Yeah. They're, yeah. So, yeah. What they give up a second? They should have kept Teddy. So Panthers should have just kept Teddy. They gave up a second for Darnold. But Colts have given a first for Wentz. Grass is always green. That's just a long, long offseason, you know, to go in into that game. You think you have the win. Obviously, you kind of assumed you were going to win. Jaguars are the plans. Quick note, Trevor Lawrence, actually, best game of the year. So, yeah. yeah. Something to grow on. Uh, but Wentz, do you think Wentz is coming back? I don't know the contract details, but I can't imagine they're excited. Yeah, I think it's like 15 million in dead money if they bring it back. So, or if they don't bring it back. So they're they're basically going to have to. But yeah, the excitement level, like they already have to go off its line. They already got the running game. I, there's nothing you can like talk yourself into here. Yep. A guy who's not coming back, Ben Roethlisberger, does get one more day in the sun. That's non tie with the Raiders kicking the field goal. Chargers going to be out. We'll talk about that in a second. But the Steelers. Do sneak into the playoffs at 971 one more day for Ben Loftusberger. People seem excited about this. I could be less, I could not be less excited. I, I didn't see him one more time. I don't care about seeing Roethlisberger one more time. I'm done. I've seen plenty of Roethlisberger. Give me Justin Herbert in the playoffs going for it on fourth and nine rather than Roethlisberger throwing three yards to the left. Like, oh, I guess it's great. He just had 17 Ks. I, I, I'm very not excited about this. No, we already did his farewell 
and now we got to do it again. Yeah, just not not cool, but classic Big Ben just hog the spotlight <laughs> for another week. You know he's going to show up in a walking boot somewhere. Just make sure everyone's talking about his injury. That way he can play hero. Yeah, I, I'm over it. Uh, he needs to go and do whatever he's going to do in retirement. Probably just get really massive. I can see Big Ben like <laughs> eating, 400 pounds. Eating a lot. I, yeah, I don't think he's going to be like a commentator. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't get that kind of vibe. He's not going to be on Sunday Night Football like Drew Brees or, or calling games like Romo or uh, no, to leave my favorite play by uh, caller guy. That'd be a fun prop. What will Ben Roethlisberger's occupation be in five years? Ooh, <laughs> guy who eats a ton, right? That's the competitive eater. Competitive eater. Probably he's like, I still got the juice in me. I got the competitive juice and uh, I, I just it's can't give up the, the sport. Only thing I can do. It's the only thing I can still do at an elite level. All right, let's talk about Brand Staley and the Chargers. Brand Staley, Mr. Going For It, we've been kind of talking about this. He's playing this high rope game, and, and when it works, everyone's like, oh, this is genius. They went for it on fourth and nine instead of kicking the field goal. Oh, and it just always felt to me like I like risk-seeking coaches, but it just seemed like he was a little high wire act, a little unnecessary, like almost like he was just tied to whatever the number said. If it was like 2% better, they're going to do it. Like context be damned. He's like, that's just how we're going. We're not, we're taking the guesswork out of it. It says it's even a little bit better. We're going for it. Well, they're, they're in the third quarter with nine minutes left against the Raiders. They're down by three points, 17, 14. And it's, it's like fourth and eight, fourth and one from their own 18. And they go for it. They run a crap play up the middle. Austin Eckler gets annihilated two yards behind the line of scrimmage. It's actually loose yards on this fourth and one. But it's fourth and one, nine minutes left in the third quarter. You're down by three. You're out your own 18. Just kick the freaking ball. I don't want to hear this. Uh, you know, the analytics are like, oh, 36% chance if they go for it, 35% chance to win if they kick. I'm like, that is not a justification for going for it. Those are statistically equivalent numbers. Did someone state those percentages? Yeah, Next Gen Stats came out and said this was by the book the right move that going for it gave them a 36% chance to win and punting 35. Okay. Well, let's assume that those numbers have some basis in reality, then like you're saying, no statistical difference. Might as well no. just think it's the same, same, right? I'm going to take it one step further and say there are way too many variables to have any type of certainty around those percentages. Like think about the calculation that has to go into that. You have to know the health of every player. You have to know the mental state of every player. You have to know the mental state of the play caller. I mean, there's literally thousands of variables. If you're trying to predict the outcome of a game beyond like, you know, maybe if there's two minutes left, you can get pretty specific, but if you're talking about third quarter, there's way too many variables to say that's a 36, like give me a break. So the whole analytics thing really is smoke and mirrors at this point. I, I like the spirit of it. I love being data driven and we will get to a point technology wise to be able to analyze those thousands of variables like that in real time, but we're not there. And it, it, it's uh, it's really disheartening and, and a joke that they present this live on air. And the people act like, you know, you got these, Oh, 36%, 35% that, that's the way they get those percentages is they run simulations of similar spots. They run like 5,000 simulations or 10,000 simulations. And they say 35% of the time, this team loses. <laughs> like we're not playing 5,000 Sunday night football games right now. We're playing one game, <laughs> right? You, you know? So that 1% advantage that you're pointing to is something that plays out 
when you do 5,000 simulations of a game, not one exact moment with a chance to get to the playoffs. Just punt the freaking ball. It's fourth and one at the 18, your own 18, kick the ball. I, I'm not, this is, if you're at like the 35 or 40, they're literally already in field goal position. Raiders get the ball, they kick a field goal. Now they're 2014. And uh, Charter, that was it for Chargers, man. But yeah. I wish they were in the playoffs because they are exciting. Herbert was crushing on those fourth downs. They, you know, they were, they hit like three or four fourth downs on the final drive. It was like first down, incomplete pass. Oh, you didn't watch this game. It's like one of the best games of the year. First down, incomplete pass. Second down, incomplete pass. Third down, incomplete pass. Fourth down, insane play, 18-yard gain. First down, incomplete pass. Second down, incomplete pass. They ran 19 plays in two minutes and six seconds. Oh, my gosh. 19 plays, 78 yards. Two minutes and six seconds. Like some teams run three plays in two minutes, six seconds. The Chargers found a way to run 19 before they finally scored a touchdown. It, it was legit exciting. It was a little bit, uh, you know, a little bit Mahomes. Uh, you know, Herbert was kind of doing some Mahomes impressions, like looking the other way. And you want to go old school, it's a little John Elway-esque with like the fourth quarter, crazy fourth down plays. So it, it was exciting. It just, it, it sucks that they're not in the playoffs. They, they, them against the Chiefs would be a really cool match. Well, the Raiders are finally in the playoffs, and Derek Carr broke broke a long cold streak. How many games for Derek Carr? First playoff start? 128. Impressive, man. I just knew that off the top of my head. <laughs> well, you just mentally replayed every Derek Carr game in your mind, and you're like, yeah, exactly. 127, 128. Versus Joe Burrow, who has achieved this goal much earlier in his career, and be willing to bet most people would rather have Joe Burrow over Derek Carr, oh, but, but sure there's some Derek Carr truthers out there. <laughs> so Derek Carr, Joe Burrow, both making their first playoff start against each other. Uh, 128th star for Carr was like the probably the 19th star or uh, 25th star for, for Joe Burrow or something like this. It's two years in. So, I, you, I mean, obviously I think the money's going to be on Burrow. Yeah, it seems to be. They're, they're definitely the favorite, but, you know, the, the Bengals – don't have a ton of playoff experience so that's a really interesting matchup and i could see the bengals just shit in the bed here <laughs> i mean yeah you won't find that in my best bets it could happen i the bengals are the team i don't i, I have like the least feel for because look i want them to be like super bowl contender i think that'd be really exciting you talked about how they have this young nucleus you know i they would be a cool team to root for someone different that's not always in the in the championship games in the Super Bowl, but I could also just see it falling apart, you know, falling apart right away, and then be like, "Ah, Bengals gonna Bengal." I feel like they lucked out in the matchup because there are certainly other matchups where I'd be picking the the road team against Cincinnati, but I don't think anyone's too scared of Las Vegas coming in there. So I, I I'm hopeful as a as a longtime Bengals fan who's been calling this division title since, you know, September. Um, I, I'm really happy with our matchup. I, I think, I think the Raiders are one of the teams in maybe the only team that I, I feel pretty confident about knocking out. But that said, will I be surprised if Bengals lose the home game in the playoffs? No, not at all. And we got to root for Joe Burrow and the Bengals. I think, over the Raiders and the chiefs. So we got a, a really cool rematch of that Bengals chiefs game. That was exciting. When it came down to another incredible fourth down play, fourth down play call from uh, Zach Taylor, the coach there. So let's root for that. I think it'd be good, but Raiders good story. I mean, they came over the two most 
tragic slash bizarre stories with John Gruden and Henry Ruggs this year, they kind of overcame both of them. And the, the two other. biggest stories of the NFL this season happened in the same team. And they had that other uh, second round pick, I believe he was, who they had to cut because he was on video threatening to shoot someone. Oh, that's I didn't like hear showing this. a gun. Not ideal for. Yeah. Oh, that's awful. Yeah, that was uh, a few weeks. I want to say like two, three weeks after the rugs thing. I believe it was the second round pick of that rugs draft. I, I don't know the guy's name. He was a. I want to say he played in the secondary, but anyway, yeah. Talk about a crazy season. To, all those to things happen to the same team. Yeah. So yeah, it's good for them. It, you good know, them. we'll see. I'm not counting them out. All right. Eagles make the playoffs despite <laughs> beating exactly, despite beating exactly zero teams with a winning record. <laughs> uh, but they did go six and two in their last eight legit games before playing all their backups against the Cowboys. So uh, you give them any chance against the Bucks here. What do you think here? Eagles, Bucks. No, I don't, but I do have some fun facts when it comes to point differential. The Eagles and the Packers only have 20 points separating their point differential for the year. I think the the Packers are plus 79, the Eagles are plus 59, but it just goes to show how dangerous it is to cherry pick stats because you look at the Packers schedule, how they won, who they beat. You look at the Eagles schedule, they didn't beat anyone that so point differential is one measure, but the crazy thing looking down the Packers schedule is every close game they won and they beat several good teams in those close games. And at first glance, I was like, Oh, well, these are close games, maybe they're not the good. And I'm like, Well, wait, that's the point of having someone like Aaron Rodgers. Close game, you get one more drive, you go win the game. Like that's the difference in these really, really good teams and really, really good quarterback so yeah just kind of a interesting fact there's actually one playoff team with a negative point differential this year oh ooh, uh i'm supposed to guess who this is um yeah. has to be the steelers that's correct it's yes steelers. <laughs> oh yes man negative 55 <laughs> oh my gosh Made the playoffs. what is the chargers what's the chargers the chargers are plus 15 yeah they blew it. 70 point better. Chargers totally blew it. Eagles, uh, I, I kind of think they could be spicy in this matchup if the running game gets going. They basically have the league's best running game. They're the Ravens from last year. Which you is know. wild because you, they the could just control the game. Not, you, know, you don't think of Miles Sanders as being really fulfilling his potential or any one of those guys no. as, as impressive. But no, I Boston Scott's good he's, player he's jordan howard's good but it's the offensive line the offensive line is crazy dominant and hurts awesome Ron yeah Ron. and hurts is awesome too so we'll, we'll see uh the eagles best quarterback that they beat this year i think was jared goff <laughs> was like the best quarterback that they beat because they played uh like mike hard glenonade uh you know they you know what i mean they, they were playing like backups of backups in some of those streaks so they had you know, they beat Taylor Heineke a couple times. <laughs> they beat Jared Goff. Uh, but that that was it. Matt Ryan, I guess. Maybe Matt Ryan would be the best one that they beat this year. But it, when they played, you know, Brady, they got annihilated, you know, when they played these better better QBs. So uh, should be should be going. But if they can get the running game going, that would be what doesn't count them out. It would be fun in an alternate universe if the NFL playoffs were done like – March Madness, and there was a committee that went away behind closed doors and then came out with the teams and and seeding 
because the schedule and who they beat and all that thing goes into consideration to your point. I think we'd be seeing the chargers in the playoffs. If, if we had a, a seeding committee, <laughs> so basically like a college football playoffs, like they, where they yeah. you kind of decide who gets in. Yeah. It's somewhat arbitrary. Like there's, you know, certain oh, the Pittsburgh fans would be so upset right now. Oh yeah. They definitely wouldn't be in. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but, you know, but you're kind of saying you, you could have a team that has like a, to go 10 and seven, but they don't get in because a team that went like eight and nine, but had eight really great wins. People it's possible. They have yeah. a better resume NCAA tournament style, yes. better resume. I, I think it would be fun. You know, all these different professional football leagues keep coming and going. We have the XFL and the uh, BGL, who knows all these acronyms, but every year there's another football league that, you know, tries to, to take up the, the TV time in the off season, just throwing it out there, guys, if you want spice it up, we've given you lots of good ideas. Uh, I think we're back to the uh, USFL now. It's like, <laughs> we've now gone through all the leagues and we're back to USFL, but yeah, you know, hit us up. We uh, give you a great royalty rate on any of these ideas. And the upside would be coaches would just be going for it in the fourth quarter. Right. So you'd have teams that are like, oh, we're in by 13. That's cool. They're like, no, we need this need for our seating. Our like we got to we got to cover the spread here. We got to blow this team out, you know, because college coaches, they'll cover the spread. Yes, exactly. <laughs> they, those college coaches like we're 15 by favorites. You'll you see them go for two. win against a bad team. That looks bad. Yeah. You got to like start winning by 35. Everyone started. So that, that could be, be kind of fun. A couple weeks ago, we did bad NFL team draft and. No, you're not going to like this. I had four teams. I gave Noah first pick, so he got five teams. I had four teams. I had four teams. My four teams, six wins over three weeks, mostly thanks to the Seahawks and the Bears pulling one out. Also had the Falcons and the Jets each came up with a win. Noah, you had five teams over a course of three weeks, total of three wins <laughs> over five teams over three weeks. I think I misunderstood. Big win by the Jaguars. The objective here. So... In in retrospect, I would have drafted differently now that I understand that the goal was to choose teams that were going to win games. I thought it was more like in spirit, like if you had to really root for one team. <laughs> They're going to continue to be bad. Lions, like, yeah, that, that's my guys. Well, we did a similar style NBA draft last week. And 500 teams. 500 teams. Well, yeah, to, to clarify – it wasn't a 500 team draft that would have taken a very long time and would have ensured no one ever listened to this podcast again, but teams at the 500 mark. So roughly the same amount of, of wins and losses. And we'll keep track on just a simple plus minus wins since we started at, at basically, you know, baseline. So uh, there's a little bit of a trend here, Joe, so far since last week's draft, your teams are at plus eight in the, the win column news. as, as a net, amount right so if one team's four games under 500 that subtracts four from your total etc these are absolute numbers okay so my teams are eight games over 500 collectively okay that, that's your absolute number all right nowhere yeah. to go down and mine are three over so you're starting off with a little lead Ooh. i will say it's largely due to my mavs being four games over now your, your Mavs being my Mavs in this exercise it, my Mavs that I resisted taking because I felt like I had insider information it wouldn't have been fair so <laughs> I went ahead and just let you have you're them. like you knew they were gonna I knew going. too much I'm uh can kidding. you remind me what team you picked ahead of the Mavs in that draft that would have been the Washington Wizards did, I they, believe. did they get a win this week or uh... they did okay they did actually 
They're they're on a, a the one game winning the streak. They're on a winning streak. A one game winning. Okay, streak. okay. Yeah, yeah. Heat. Like up. I said, heating up. Like I said, I Don't knew too much. Comeback. I knew too much. All right, this week we're doing a, another draft here with football. We're going to draft. This one's going to be fun. We're going a positive direction. We picked bad teams before. This is going to be playoff teams. We'll alternate between the 14 playoff teams, and then we're going to see not who makes the Super Bowl, but who gets the most wins between their seven teams. So we'll each have seven teams. Who will get the most wins? So there's a little strategy here. For instance, the Packers, you might think of the Super Bowl, but they don't have a game this week. So might be an edge to pick Tampa Bay. They get that extra game. I'll give you first pick. We're going all 14 teams. Let me take the Chiefs. Okay, going Chiefs number one. Chiefs are off the board. That's salty. I, I do like that. I think I would have liked that. Um, okay, you're going Chiefs number one. Give me – I'm going to go a little off the board here. Give me the Cowboys, number one. They're playing this week. Yep. And kind of spoiler alert for best bets, but I, I like the Cowboys this week and going forward, which pains me to say. Unbiased truth. Give me – the Buccaneers. Ooh. Yeah, that, that's who else I was going. Except doesn't feel like it's their year this year, but they do have the game this week that is that is pretty juicy. All right, I'll go ahead and take the Packers here. All right, the first buy. Yeah, team. I'm going the buy team, and either the Cowboys or the Packers, I think, will be in the Super Bowl. I know you're pretty big on the Titans, so that you showed a pretty lot of control. Pretty big on betting against them next week. Doesn't matter who their opponent is. It's already my best bet. Yeah, you you've been on that one for Unless a while. Unless Derek Henry comes back. Oh, he's coming back. I don't think so. I hope he doesn't for himself. Bills. Yeah, good one. I think they'll win this week. Well, I mean, it is kind of fun against the Patriots. I guess we'll talk about this in a bit. But I, yeah, okay. All right, so the Packers are gone. The Bucks are gone. The Cowboys are gone. Ooh, uh, this is getting ugly. I'll take the Bengals. Give me the Bengals. All right, all right. Really come around on my Bengals. I have come around, yeah. Plus, I, I want to root for the Bengals Chiefs. I think it's going to be fun. Give me the Rams. Okay. I want to take the Cardinals, but winning on the road throughout the playoffs is tough. I guess they wouldn't necessarily be on the road for every game, but either way, I've got enough money on the Cardinals, so let me diversify. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Good, good logic. All right, I'll go Titans here. Okay, I knew it. You were sharking the whole time. Sure, yeah, I think I slow played you on that one. Now we're left with some long shots. Yeah, so all playing this week, of course. Well, let me go Cardinals. Yeah, good one. Okay, both sides of it. <laughs> Actually, that's pretty smart. <laughs> you can't lose. W. You can't lose. Guaranteed W. Um, okay, so I have who's left here? I got the Niners. I got the Eagles. I got the Raiders and the Patriots and the Steelers. All right. Ooh. Are we forgetting anybody? Okay. Give me the Niners. I'll kind of I'm going I'm going a little guaranteed W. Well, you got both. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going, I'm going guaranteed W here. I don't like these options. So give me a guaranteed W. Well, that I think may have to be the trend here with with less desirable options left. We still got the Patriots, Eagles, Steelers, Raiders. Raiders. Well. I'm here to win, not make friends. So I guess give me the Patriots. Yeah. It's already making me a bit nauseous, but I had to do it. 
All right. I bet I'm down to the Eagles and the Bengals here. No, I'm sorry. Eagles and Raiders. Uh, Eagles playing Tampa Bay. Raiders playing Bengals. I guess I got it. But if I don't go the Eagles, I give you the guaranteed victory because you've already got the Bucks. Don't love that. Um, Raiders. Raiders off the board. All right, so you got the Steelers and the Eagles. Eagles. Yeah. That's what I would into. Yeah. Steelers, I believe, are 13 and a half point dogs in a playoff game. It was 12 earlier today. Is it up really to 13? Bad. Yeah. All right. So we'll find out who takes this down. You got the Chiefs, Bucks, Bills, Rams, Cardinals, Patriots, Eagles. I ended up with Cowboys, Packers, Bengals, Titans, Niners, Raiders, Steelers. Uh, so I got both number one seeds. So you have more games because I've got both number one seeds. So a little difference in strategy there. Let's get to the unnecessary bets of the week. These bets are so unnecessary. Everybody go and grab your debit No, you're on a heater. I got a call like it is. 3-0, back-to-back weeks. I went 2-1. Two two times in a row i thought that was pretty decent but i'm behind you bam because you're three and oh i literally can't catch up if you keep being three and oh and everyone knows when you do two straight three and oh weeks you should immediately start doubling your bets and going all in you got to lose a few just so the books will keep giving you some business you know they're going to be like you can't come here anymore if you get, certainly on their radar if you get like, too high that's this guy that made like 150 bucks <laughs> three and a weeks and they start taking a notice all right i'm starting us off i'm going my best bet first one cowboys minus three at home versus 49ers 49ers are good and i think this will be a tough game but three points cowboys have a way better offense than the niners do cowboys defense is also really good that's kind of their secret weapon this year is that defense is actually sneaky good so cowboys minus three I don't think it's going to be an easy game, but just one of those where they they pull it out. You know, they're kind of ahead. It's close for three quarters, and Cowboys win by 10. I like the under in that game, like you're saying. I like that. Cowboys defense actually is good, and that's so strange when there's been years where they've just been the worst. But, man. It's weird. I, 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 I turn the TV on. I'm expecting Cowboys defense to be, you know, Swiss cheese. And instead, they've, they've been – on, you know, legitimately really good. Legitimately really good. And as far as I'm aware, Jerry Jones has still been the GM or has McCarthy been GM the last couple of years? Like Jerry's involved, but I think it's his son that's more the interesting. Is he? Okay. Because yeah. for years... They draft well. Recently. Yeah. Like for yeah. years, Jerry insisted on being everything, which... <laughs> Uh, never a good idea <laughs> just like no no turns out it's actually like 50 people are involved <laughs> yeah. not one it's like i got this whole process i'll own the team i'll dictate who we draft every and there were some misses in there felix jones and, and things like that but recently wow those draft picks man they you know they, they've really knocked out of the park the last few years you gotta give them a lot of credit so the, the roster is loaded and i think they're geared up for a super bowl run uh so you're going the under, the under, is that a best bet? You're under? Yeah, yeah. That's what my is the under? Best, bit, best bet is under 51. All right, so we're both taking this game. I'm going Cowboys minus three. Noah's going the under 51. Game two, Arizona at Rams. I thought about this one. I'm going Arizona plus four. 
I don't buy the Rams. Stafford is turnover prone. Arizona defense is legitimately good. Yeah, they were like in the nadir of the season a few weeks ago, but they've turned the boat around. They beat the Cowboys. They've got it going a little bit. They're, they're, uh, I don't know, just one of those things like they, they got off to a super hot start this year. And it was like just fait accompli. They're going to make the playoffs. They started acting that way <laughs> and never really got back together. Kyler gets hurt in there. This is just one of those things. I, I think they could put it together, act like it's week three all over again, and come out and just fire and win this game by seven. I, I hope you're right. I've been on the cards all year. I would love to see a playoff run. I love watching Kyler play. I've, I've been a Kyler truther since way back. I'll, I'll share a, a quick anecdote from the office. This is a little segment I didn't tell you about. This one's called from the office. From it's the where office. Okay. You know, it tells stories about the real world where you go to work in an office, but where you pretend more. you're working while you're working. Yeah, on your sports Sometimes, pass. sometimes that happens. But when the draft was coming up, was it three years ago when Kyler was, was uh, to be taken number one overall guys in the office, we're like, oh, so small. He'll never make it. What a joke. Why are these teams thinking blah, blah, blah. And the whole time I was telling them, that's absurd. There's a lot of track record now that these guys that are undersized end up being really good if they're supposed to be really good. There's, I'd be willing to bet little, if any, correlation. You look at somebody like Christian McCaffrey, same thing. It's like, it doesn't matter. If you're really, really awesome, you're going to be really, really awesome. So Kyler's. Height is undersized, but his arm is freaking oversized to a, a gazillion degree. He's got this arm from outer space. Like he's Great alien arm, life force very smart, unbelievably quick. I mean, when you, I, I haven't looked up the combine stuff, but like the, the quickness measures, the cone drill, that type of stuff. The side to side is, is crazy fast. Yeah. So I, I love Kyler. Uh, I'm going to take the over in that game. Oh, over. you're going with these, you're going offense in this one. Going off into that's not one. an obvious pick. I, I think under would be the obvious pick. Two good defenses. Yeah, it's just a it's a gut call. I, I look at those teams and, and my, my reaction is shootout. I know it, it could go either way. I mean, the Lions sitting at 49 and a half. So, you know, that's uh that's pretty much right down the middle, it feels like around 50. So yeah, I'm I'm hoping for a shootout, I guess. Not one of your best bets, but putting your feet to the fire, who wins the game? I don't know. Both teams make me nervous. Like I, if it's possible to both shit the bed, I, I could see this happening. So yeah, I mean, my feet are to the fire. I guess I'll go home team Rams. All right, I'm going Arizona. I, I'm, I just that's just what I want to happen. I think I I love seeing Murray play and uh, should be a lot of fun. Monday Night Football. I'm so glad they picked that game for Monday Night Football. Some people are like, oh, I thought they'd go Patriots Bills. I'm like, yeah, because we all want to watch Patriots versus Bills for a third time in the snow again, probably in Buffalo. It's like Mac Jones is going to throw Nine, one six. pass again. That game is my next best bet. New England at Buffalo. I'm going under 43 and a half. 43 and a half is not a high total, but it's my best bet because I think this is their third time to play within like the last six, eight weeks. It hasn't been that long since that ultra windy game that New England just kind of scrapped out on Buffalo. Buffalo came back, crushed them the next time around. Belichick's going to have a better plan for that. They're going to counter. Give me the under, something like 17 to 13, 43 and a half, best bet. The Bucs at home, even though they're very injured. What's the line? About, I, I'm taking Bucks eight and a half. I don't see the Eagles hanging with the Bucs. I see them you know, winning by double digits. All right, so I'm going Cowboys minus three. You're going Cowboys 
49ers under. I'm going Arizona plus four. You're going cards, Rams over. Give me the New England Buffalo under, and Noah's taking Bucks minus home at the eight. Give us your Hail Mary. I like the exact result props where you can choose the the matchup and the outcome for something like the Super Bowl. In this case, I am going to take the Packers winning over the Bills in the Super Bowl. It's 18 to one if that exact result happens. So definitely a Hail Mary, just any combination to, to get it exactly and right. And not just that hard. those teams make it, but that the Packers actually beat the Bills. Correct. And as much as I don't get excited about the Packers winning another Super Bowl, I do think Rodgers in his resume and, and his level of excellence should have two. Uh, he only has one, right? Yeah, I think he only has one. All right, so you're going to Packers beat Bills. I'm going to take your idea here. Give me the Jim Kelly revenge game uh, theme Hail Mary here. Bills defeat Cowboys in a rematch from those early 90s Super Bowls, that epic era. This time the Bills get their revenge. Bills defeat Cowboys. Odds for this, exacto, 45 to 1. All right, so taking this, my Hail Mary. What do you think? Bills over Cowboys? I love 45 to 1. That totally could happen. Call it in. Let's make it happen. Let's hear a word from a sponsor. Quick break to tell you about today's sponsor for the show. Today's show is sponsored by Rips Rocks. With Valentine's Day just around the corner, might it be the perfect time to give that special someone in your life the rock of their dreams? If so, check out Rips Rocks. Rips Rocks is the finest rock store in all the land. They've got igneous rocks. They've got sedimentary rocks. They've got metamorphic rocks. They've got rocks that formed as a result of magma and hot lava coming together in a twisted romantic tryst. They've got rocks that formed as a result of dipping in and out of the water like a hot tub romantic getaway. They've got obsidian rocks. They've got calico rocks. They've got limestone. They've got granite. They've got slate. And best of all, Rip is there every step of the way to guide your decision. He lives and breathes the rock life so hard, you'll be asking him about his days on tour with Whitesnake and Led Zeppelin. Get that perfect person in your life, the rock of their dreams. Every rock tells its own unique story, making your gift for that special someone quintessentially unique and faultless for every occasion. Check out Rips Rocks today. Rips Rocks. Come on down and get your rocks off of our shelves. Take me to the crystal ball. Take a look. In my crystal ball, I'm looking into the future. I don't know about yours. My crystal ball goes three, four months out, and I'm looking into April. It just stops. It just <laughs> just, stops. That's as far just, as we can get. So it's just like, in this, it's like when you need glasses to see any further yes. than that. You're like, no, it's just all blurry. This week when I refreshed it, I, I was finally able to see out to the draft and the NFL draft, that is. So I, I'm getting excited about that. I'm, I'm learning about some some college players I didn't see play. I'm looking at this dearth of quarterbacks. You know, there's two, maybe three that'll go in the first round. None in the, you know, none are guaranteed to go in the top 10. So really interesting draft. One wide receiver in like the top 10, you know, it's just, it's an odd one. Cause I think if like Jamar chase was in this draft, like maybe he goes number one, you know, yeah, or someone totally like Jamar possible. chase coming off because Jamar chase was so good. Right. If there was like a, a new Jamar chase guy, you, you made me go number one. Yeah. And Broncos are at nine. I think they've got to take a quarterback. 
you know, unless something crazy happens and I don't know enough about the options yet. I'm going to learn, but yeah, I mean, it just feels like they can't go another year hoping that the uh, drew lock and, and Bridgewater are the answer. And you're, you're kind of getting to an interesting crystal ball topic here. This notion of like, which QBs are going to leave. Right. Right. And so what, how's the QB landscape going to shake out? Russell Wilson, is he done? In, in Seattle seems like kind of unlikely, but not totally out of the question. If a team blows them away, if I'm, if I'm Denver, you know, I'm like, you know, I'm going for it. I'm trying to give up two, three first round picks for Russell Wilson. Like, let's just make it happen. Is the number one pick overrated as a endeavor, as a concept? There, there's so much hype and. Or should you be like the lions and just try and win? I think we look at that data. It's going to be, you have these outlier number one picks that are so worth it that it makes just any chance at one of them going for it. You know, you got like a LeBron or you've got Joe Burrow, right? A guy that just makes your franchise. All right, my crystal ball, two things I'm looking at. I want to see this NFL coach carousel. Who gets a shot? Who gets a job? What team is going to get creative here? You know, the, the teams just kind of always so obvious or so predictable. They don't have any sort of ingenuity or who's like seeking out like an elite candidate, you know, like other lines of business, you have to like find someone that's like an outsider, maybe has a new perspective on things. Like who's going to hire a NASA scientist. This is what I want to see. I want to see a team hire a NASA scientist that can think about football differently and have some really unique trickeration, some trick plays that can get going. Uh, but I think they need to, you know, I, I want to see teams be a little creative here and you're just kind of like, who's going to get opportunities. Byron Leftwich, I think would be a good opportunity. Um, Eric Bieniemy, you don't hear as much talk about it. You know, Chiefs weren't as spectacular. So if you get a chance as an assistant coach, you got to take it. And David Culley hopefully comes back. I, I just want to see what they do with this NFL coach. Carousel. Yeah, it is interesting. I agree. There's just a lack of creativity and a lack of a lack of willingness to take risk and go out on a limb because it's safer, perceived to be safer. You get less scrutiny if you just keep, you know, hiring these recycled guys that everyone's then you like Joe Judge, who's just an abomination. It's so from the boring. Beginning. I, I it, it, they do the same thing with with players. I mean, you look at the the Joe Flacco situation and stuff like that. Just this, just lack of risk taking. Lack of some might mm. say cajones for my <laughs> Latino community. You know, have some balls go buy into your guy. Even if he's not a headline name, don't trade draft picks for Joe Flacco. Yeah. Think outside the box a little bit, hire, hire a NASA scientist to be your NFL football coach. Please do that. Well, other thing I want to look forward to my crystal ball is got the NFL playoffs. Who's going to be the unsung hero, you know, like Corey Clement, rushed for 131 yards in the Super Bowl <laughs> when the Eagles beat the Patriots, you know, it was like something like that. Right. So, you know, who's going to, who's going to do that. There's always fun storylines. It's a player who, you know, someone gets injured, unfortunately, and they have to go in, you know, or wide receiver that makes a huge catches. So that's going to be fun. I want to see, you know, it's kind of these no-name guys who makes the clutch kicks it's pressure season. Like this is it. We're going to say who can focus in, who can, you know, deliver their, their energy for that big game. So. And that's our show. Thanks so much for being here. Thank you for listening. Have a great week. And until we talk again, stay jinxed. Be sure to tune in next week when we debate, are birds real?